means to me uh, about giving, giving your family, spending time with family and friends, um, and just having a good time and being positive. Christmas uh, means to me uh, just getting together with family and celebrating the birth of Jesus. Christmas means to me, well, it means that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is a time where we come together as family and we celebrate love, and that love comes from the heart of Jesus. Santa Claus. That's all I've ever known is Christmas, and he's always been a big part of Christmas, and he's a big part of What it means to me is, uh, see if I can do this without jumping up birth of our Savior and uh, uh, just being around family and friends. Christmas to me is family. This will be the first year in five years that I've had both of my boys and their families at home with me. It's going to be a special day. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just time to spend time with family and have fun and be in the Christmas spirit and especially we got to remember that it's obviously our Lord and Savior's uh, birthday. Jesus is the reason for the season. Everybody there's, can sing that's right. and through the eyes can, of Jesus. And everyone can make a joyful noise. Um, and there's a saying, what is it? It's in the elf. Uh, the best way Which to spread Christmas cheer, cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Yeah. <laughs> talk a lot about uh, as this Advent season in particular, but we really have talked a lot about sharing our story and talk and, and what uh, Teresa and Patty did was they allowed other people to share their story about what Christmas means to them. And um, if you get a chance, just, just uh, spend some time, just say, hey, tell, tell kind of the rest of the story, because obviously we can't get it all in a, in a, in a short video, but um, some of the stories, the older woman just, and Patty's will tell you just an incredible story that she of some of the things that she had to say it's just um, amazing for, for sure well good evening welcome to uh, our candlelight um, lessons and carol service uh, I love this service you all that have talked to me about it I, uh, one of my favorite things is that we start on Christmas Eve and we finish on Christmas morning and it's just a very special time I'm very grateful that you would come and spend time with your brothers and sisters in Christ and your friends and family and that you would come and share this time together with us. Uh, Lessons and Carols uh, will speak to the journey of through Scripture that leads us to the birth of Christ. And so tonight we're going to travel that Scripture through song and video and readings, and um, I hope that, that it is as meaningful for you as it is for me and for us in the faith for sure. You also don't see me in one of these very often, but but this service to me is very is a whole high and holy service. You know, I know that we're we're not high church here at Arbor Point, but but this is a, a very special season and a special time. And Father, we come at this time to 
into your presence and invite you, Lord, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, we invite you to continue to inhabit us and to show us the path that draws us nearer to you, show us the path that allows us to be in ministry, in relationship with one another, regardless of where we come from or who we might be or any of those things, Lord, help us to cross lines and and, and wipe out the, the divisions that we as human beings tend to create and help us to live fully the path that Jesus himself showed to us. Tonight, Lord, we offer this service of lesson and carols to you. Ask that your Holy Spirit would guide us and lead us every step of the way through the music, through the scripture readings, through the message, through the video, through everything that we do. Lord, we <laughs> I'm just grateful, Lord, tonight for many reasons, and I'm grateful to you for all of them. In Jesus' name, amen. So good evening. Thank you for joining us here at Arbor Point Church as we pause to remember and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. The birth of Jesus is an amazing story. It's a story of miracles. It's a story of hope. It's a story of joy. And it's a story of promise. And grab hold of that, guys. That's the, the promise of Christ is huge. And, and I pray that we would continue to just live into that. It's a story that had never happened before. It's a story that will never happen again. It's a story that most think starts at the manger, but it actually starts thousands of years before. And Scripture will bear that out. It's a story that starts at the very beginning of history and continues to this day. And tonight we're going to remember the whole story through reading of Scripture, through songs we sing, through videos that we play, through the candles that we hold. Tonight is about remembering the God who entered the world. So let's begin. The story begins in the book of Genesis. After God had created the world, man and woman, as life begins to move forward, instead of following God closely, humankind allows sin to enter the world. And this is from Genesis chapter 3, beginning at verse 6. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. She wanted the wisdom it would give her, so she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? And he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked, the Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Her fault. <laughs> then the Lord God asked, We've been blaming other people ever since the beginning of time. Yeah, not just people. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me. It is fault. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You'll crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. We're going to open with a video called Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. This is an artist who will paint the story from, this, from the creation to the cradle, to the manger. 
Reading from Isaiah 9, starting in verse 2. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden of their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army at Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms of bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice for the, from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen.
reading from the prophet Micah, out of chapter 5, beginning at verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. This sounds familiar. Yet a ruler of Israel will come from you, one whose origins are from the distant past. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace. baby boy who's come to earth to bring us joy and I just want to sing this song to you it goes like this the fourth the fifth the minor fall the major lift with every breath I'm singing hallelujah hallelujah came to Bethlehem expecting child they searched the end to find a place for you were coming soon there was no room for them to stay so in a manger filled with hay God's only son was born oh hallelujah Shepherds left their flocks by night to see this baby wrapped in light. A host of angels led them all to you. It was just as the angels said, you'll find him in a manger bed.
star shone bright up in the east to Bethlehem the wise men three came many miles and journeyed long for you and to the place at which you were their frankincense and gold and myrrh they gave to you and cried Reading from the Gospel of Luke. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give, you, give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And then reading further from Luke chapter 2. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because jo Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. 
he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancee, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first son, her child, a, a son. And she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them.
please be seated. The Gospel of Luke continues in Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our
means many different things to many different people. But if you condense the many meanings of Christmas down to just one simple truth, you'll always end up with four words. Over and over and over again. Four words. God is with us. The holy God of Israel, wrapped warmly in humanity, is crying real tears in a real city with real parents who are trying their best to take it all in. God is with us. He's on our planet, on our countryside, in our manger. Emmanuel, the very name the angel speaks, is now given to Jesus because God is with us. Fast forward 2,000 years. The four words that changed history can now change us. Those four words are the only words that can bring meaning to the deepest places of our hearts. For the woman whose husband walked out on her and who continually struggles to pick up the pieces. For the elderly couple who can no longer care independently for themselves and who must now rely on the care of others. For the man who watches as all of his friends get married off and who painfully wonders if there's any woman out there who will ever take an interest in him. For the person who is seeking truth and looking hard at Jesus as a possibility. You are not alone. You never have been and you never will be. Because God in Christ wrapped himself in human flesh, stepped out of eternity and into time, and chose a cave in Bethlehem to communicate one simple truth. God is with us. And those four words have the power and the beauty to change every waking moment. A passage of scripture that I want to read is from Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived within her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled with that which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. You know, um, can we just talk? Is that okay? Is that okay with y'all? It's a simple message, right? God is with us. More, more to the point, God is with me. And God is with you. One of the things that I love so much about our faith, because there's a lot of religions out there, right? There's a, there's a lot of options when it comes to what you might believe. 
And the large majority of them, I don't know of any that aren't like this. I'm sure there's bound to be a few. But the large majority, majority of them involve earning your way to the target, right? You, you climb the mountain, um, you seek transcendence, you, you, know, you do enough right things, and then you get closer to God as you keep working your way forward. And the most interesting thing about Christianity, or certainly one of the is really intriguing, is that if you in the Old Testament you read that is kind of the way it was. They kept trying to earn their way to perfection and to purity and to holiness, and how'd that turn out for them? Not good. You know, that, I joked this morning, but it really was. There would be a good king, and then there'd be like five or six bad ones, and then there'd be a good one, and and this pattern continued. And then everything changed. You see, God doesn't require us to earn our way to him. God said, I'm going to go to you. And he did. And Christmas, this time of year, is so powerful because it's our opportunity and I know it's presents and gifts and family and stuff and this and that, and it's a thousand miles an hour, and it's just overwhelming sometimes. But it is our opportunity to remember that our God said, I see that you can't do it. You're always going to fall short, and I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to come down. I'm going to become human and live and experience everything that you experienced and bridge a gap that had been broken really from the early days. God is with us. And it doesn't end there. I mean, Jesus came and we celebrate that. But Jesus rose and sent the counselor, the Holy Spirit, to us. So not only is God with us, the yes that we say, to it means that God is in us. See, the temple used to be the building, right? You know what the church is now, right? Go ahead and tell me. I, I, I'm confused. It's us. It's the people. Because the Holy Spirit now indwells within us, enters into us, and now we have an opportunity to be so connected to God that we sense His presence, and we can, and and when we're off track, then you know we'll be gently guided back to to the places that we're supposed to be, because God is in us, God is with us, and God, and He's not going anywhere. God's not leaving us. It's a powerful, powerful thing that we remember and we celebrate on this day. God is with us. Do something for me. Just say, God is with and your name. And say it loud. God is with Mike Divine. Isn't that something? That is so cool.
So this season, let's, let's have fun and let's, let's enjoy Christmas, but let's remember that God is with us and God is in us because that is impossible. Impossible. And yet it's our reality as followers of the Christ, the one. matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter where you come from, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in your life, God's love is with you. No matter what. Does anybody have to say, no matter what. God is not going anywhere. He is with you. He loves you. He would, if you were the only one, Larry, he would have sent Jesus for you. For you. For he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. And we are going to celebrate communion. You know, it's funny, I, I, I generally start this on the night that he was betrayed, and he was betrayed, but he had to be, because he knew what he had to do, and he, was, he chose, we're talking God here, if, if he just said, you know, I don't think I want to do this cross thing, <laughs> that's not looking very good, it, that looks like that's going to hurt, I, I don't know that I want to do that, if he'd have wanted to do that, you know, he could have done that. You know what he chose instead, Carol? He went to the cross for you, for me. Because he knew that we, would st- that we just wouldn't make it without him. And so tonight we're going to celebrate the remembrance of that moment when we celebrate communion. It's, a, it, it's an oppor- another opportunity. This is such a season of opportunity to reflect and remember. We're going to reflect in a little bit here who God is and who God wants to be in our lives. So on the night that he chose to accept the betrayal, it was a Passover night like so many others. They were doing their meal and they were kind of bebopping around the table and the youngest was saying what the youngest is supposed to and they were all doing what they were supposed to do because it's a very structured meal in the Jewish faith and, and then it came time to break the bread and Jesus broke the bread and he blessed it Baruch atah Adonai Elohenu malhek haolam hamotzi lechem haaretz blessed art thou O Lord our God king of the universe who brings forth the bread from the earth which was the normal blessing for that meal Except then he said, this is my body which is given for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. And later on in the meal, there's four cups that they actually do. We don't know which one that he chose to do this. We like to think that it was the Elijah cup, but we're not sure. But he took, a, took one of the cups and he blessed it. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech halam borei peri hagafen. 
Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth the fruit from the vine. Which again was the standard blessing at the meal. But then Jesus disrupted things. If you were here earlier, we talked about how Jesus disrupts things. And instead of just passing it around, he said, this is the cup of my blood which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Take this cup whenever you come together. So, Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask that you would make these elements to be for us, the body and blood of Christ, that we might be for you, your body in the world, united together in purpose, sharing your love, living fully into each calling that you have for us, Lord. As we celebrate and remember what Jesus did for us so long ago, I pray, Lord, that we would remember that we are to carry that message forward that you started with 11, and we have more than that. Even tonight at 11 o'clock, we have even more than, that, than what this movement started with. And if we will embrace, Lord, all that you call us to, then you will continue to move in powerful ways in the lives of all who seek you and need you, no matter where they come from, no matter where they are in their life as we celebrate communion on this, the eve of the celebration of your birth, remind us and show us the way forward as you make these elements that reminder. Amen. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so in this moment, you know what, let's go ahead and do the liturgy. Christ the Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Please join me. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Uh, in the United Methodist Church, we celebrate an open table. All are invited to come. We believe that communion is a means of grace, that God's Spirit is present in the partaking of the elements, and you are invited to come. And the Talberts are going to light the candle of Christ this evening, so if you all would come. The scripture is from Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, and Luke 2, 7, and 9 through 14. 
For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and his name, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of God of hosts will do this. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Then an angel of the Lord stood before the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I am bringing good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. On this night of nights, the promised one appears, full of grace and truth. For those who trust the power of God, a new way of living is made possible. Isaiah foretells it. Luke tells what happened. We are offered an opportunity to join the celebration, to join ourselves to the zeal of the Lord of hosts, to go with the shepherds to the place where love is born, to join the heralds of redemption in praise of God for his holy birth. On Christmas Eve, we are offered a sacred treasure. Let us come to the light of lights. Let us be upheld in hope, peace, joy, and love. Let us bow before the manger. Let us prepare to become good news in a weary world. May Christ be born in us this night and forevermore. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The promises of God are fulfilled. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We light the candle of Christ, witness to the Savior who is Christ the Lord.
Christ candle. Carry it forward into the world because the world needs to be lit up and not be a place of darkness. And by the way, let me be the first to wish you on Christmas morning, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Go open your presents. <laughs> We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin, good tidings for Christmas, and a Happy New Year.
Merry Christmas.